Hey friends, and welcome to You Deserve to Love Your Job with me, Arlene Pace Green. My goal is to help you identify and achieve your greatest aspirations and have a lot of fun along the way. I'm so glad you've joined me on this journey. Let's go. I am so excited to let you know that the You Deserve to Love Your Job book is available. It's in paperback and Kindle. I wrote the book for anyone who is looking for more purpose, more meaning, and more joy in your work and life. Filled with examples, quizzes, and experiences from real people, including me, and the book lays out a roadmap to help you clarify your purpose and create an action plan to achieve it. Go get it. It's available on Amazon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. Today's episode is for all of my practical friends. It's inspired by two conversations that I've had in the last couple of weeks. One was a book club discussion that I had with an employee network group about my book. And someone asked me an interesting question that I'd never been asked before, which was, what was your favorite part of the book to write? And I had to think about it. And my answer was that it was part three of the book, which is called Looking Forward. And that's because that part of the book is about taking action. And I said that was my favorite part because I have found in my own life that it's really easy to think about something for a long time, even plan for it for a long time and never actually do it, right? But when I do it, when I actually do it, when I actually take the step, there's so much learning in the doing. There's so much inspiration in the doing. You find motivation to keep going in the doing. So That conversation was one inspiration. And then I had another conversation with a potential coaching client and I was asking her, how do you like to learn? And she said, I really don't like theoretical models. I like action. I like practical things that I can do to get where I want to go. And by the way, I do too. So this episode is inspired by both of those conversations and I'm going to just run through, and I mean run through, 10 tips. 10 practical things that you can do right now to enjoy your work or honestly any other area of your life more. So you could apply these tips to your job, your career, your business, certainly, but you could also apply them to your marriage, to a relationship you have with someone, to how you feel about your apartment or house or where you're living, literally anything. So I'm going to use probably primarily work examples but I'm gonna throw in a few others just to make the point that you can apply it broadly. So to start, I want you to think of an area of your life that you would like to enjoy more. What is one area of your life that maybe causes frustration, maybe it causes stress, maybe you're having continual thoughts about that particular area that you don't want to have. Think of that one area that you'd wanna apply this to. So you got it? I hope you have it, let's go. So we're gonna go into these 10 tips. And the first one is stop focusing on it, for real. Sometimes our expectations are too high. We get caught up in making something better. That could be our work, our relationship, our home. And we're over-engaged in that area of life. So one way to make it better is to stop focusing on it. Stop reading articles, stop listening to podcasts on it, stop talking about it with other people. And focus on the other areas of your life that you can enjoy. Because if we let it, we can make something, a job, a relationship, an idol, where it has too much importance in our lives. So I'm not saying stop going to work. 
right? But I am saying stop trying to make it better. I was listening to something the other day. I think I've shared before that this summer I'm really focused on contentment. And I was listening to something by Crown Financial Ministries. It was a Bible plan in the YouVersion Bible app. And the leader said their definition of contentment is that if nothing changes, I'm okay. If nothing changes in this space, I'm okay. So, you know, I'm going to focus on being content in that area. I'm going to find other things to engage my time. You know, you can listen to the podcast I just did with Kelvin on finding a hobby. Whatever you want to do, stop focusing on that and start focusing on other areas of your life. So that's tip number one, stop focusing on it. Tip number two, and this goes with number one, is practice gratitude and gratefulness. This is the other thing I've been focused on this summer. And let me tell you, it is not just a cliche. It's not just something nice to say. It works. And I don't know if I'd really practiced it intentionally the way I practiced it this summer before, but I can tell you it positively impacts my mental health. It positively impacts how I feel about different areas of my life. So when you hear yourself starting to complain about something, stop it and choose gratefulness instead. Choose thankfulness instead. Choose thinking about what it is about that area you already appreciate. And that alone can change how you feel about something. So number two, practice gratitude and gratefulness. Number three, let, I'm gonna say fill in the blank <laughs> this for a person, it could be your manager. Um, let, I'll say your manager off the hook. So a great mentor and friend of mine long time ago told me that, you know, I work for the company, not for my manager. Meaning don't get so caught up in your manager. No, you work for this organization. And I would take it one step further and say, no, I work for God. I don't even work for the company. So I'm not going to have these super high expectations of my manager or, or my leader or even my company. If they're amazing, awesome. That is a bonus. If they're not, I'm going to pray for them and keep it moving. <laughs> there was a study on the stress that managers cause specifically and how we respond to it. And it said that there was a large percentage of people who would rather see their manager fired than get a salary increase. So lots of us would rather see our manager gone from the organization than get an increase in our salary. And given the prices of things, that is saying something. It's probably saying something to leaders, all of us as leaders as well. But kind of putting that to the side, what you can do about it is let that person off the hook. You know, I've worked for lots of different people. Some of them were very difficult to work for, but I've learned to just serve them, do my very best work and move on with my life, right? The Bible says that really all of our expectations are supposed to be from God and God alone. And it also says that God establishes all authority. So something I've told myself before is if my manager or this leader or whoever it is I'm working with is here, then they're supposed to be here. They're supposed to be here. So there may be something I'm supposed to learn from that. Maybe I'm trying to learn how to submit to authority. Who knows? But I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to serve them the best I can. I'm going to do my best work and I'm going to enjoy my life. So if there is someone that it's a person that you feel like is always on your mind and you're hoping they would change, side note, they may or may not. I have found through my own trial and error or should I say trial and failure, that people don't change because we want them to. They change because of their own reasons. Let them off the hook. So let your manager or whoever else it is off the hook. That's number three. Number four, do the parts you enjoy for a bit of time. 
meaning that each of us have something in our job, in our life that we really enjoy. It may not be the biggest part of the work that we're doing. It may not be the biggest part of our job, but it might be what we enjoy. So I'll give you an example from me just last week. I love graphics and I love playing with graphics. I love presentations. (laughs) I love art. I love putting all those things together and playing around with it. So the other day when I could have been doing lots of other things, I spent a good bit of time updating my LinkedIn photo and background. I'd gotten some new photos taken. So I was using those and playing around with the graphics. Um, So you have to go check it out sometime. Now, when you see it, you may think it doesn't look that updated because I did lots of, I did three or four different varieties then went back to something much simpler. But nonetheless, it was something I really enjoyed doing. So what do you enjoy doing? Do you enjoy organizing your workspace? If so, organize it. Do you enjoy going to lunch with a friend? If so, call your friend up, find some time and go to lunch. Sometimes we just need to experience joy. And when you do, do it. So that's number four, do the things you enjoy. Number five is focus on what you're learning. So there are times when we're doing things and we just can't see the impact of it or we can't see what we believe should be the impact of it. So I've worked in roles. I've worked on projects that I thought, you know, kind of what's the point of this? Like, it just didn't feel like it was making a big difference. And sometimes you're helping other people, uh, supporting other people, and it feels like they're not learning what you'd hope they'd learn. They're not growing in ways you'd hope they'd grow. You know, maybe your business isn't growing like you want it to. It can feel like you're putting in the effort, but you're not seeing the results. So, you know, there's a consistency part of that too. Sometimes it just takes longer to see the results. But I've also found that sometimes the greatest benefit is not in the impact, it's in what we learn. You know, what we learn about that area, what we learn about ourselves, what we learn about other people. Sometimes it's just the learning. So when you don't see the impact, you know, ask yourself, what am I learning? And can I focus on that? as a way to get more joy out of this experience. So number five, focus on what you're learning. Number six, do it your way. Sometimes we work a certain way because that's how the people around us work or that's how we think it should be done, but it's not the way you feel called to do it. So I'd say if that's the case, do it different. And I have a couple stories from this. I just thought of um, someone I worked with who... At the time, we were all just starting to use I am instant messaging on our computer. So it tells you how long ago this was, but we're just starting to use it. And I think most of us were using it like you would use an email in a very formal way, but he used it differently. Like he spoke in a much more casual tone. Hey, Arlene, what's going on? You know, I'd love to pick your brain on this, like would tell jokes, do lots of uh, smiley faces, et cetera. And it was someone I was working with virtually. So we weren't in the same place. And I just felt like I picked up on his personality from that because he was doing it so different and I loved it. So that was one way he was doing it different. The other thing I thought about was, you know, being less formal. Uh, So he was doing it different that way. The other thing I thought about is um, I had a friend who said she was really burned out at work and she had been away from work for, you know, a couple of weeks or so. I can't remember if it was vacation or work-related travel But she came back to her office and was just overwhelmed with email. You know how it is. Sometimes when you're away, you come back and it feels like you have 1.2 million emails to go through. And it's just a very overwhelming feeling. So disclaimer, 
asterisk, asterisk, I'm not recommending you do this. But what she did was she said she selected them all and clicked delete all, got rid of all the emails and just started fresh. She said she told herself, you know what? If someone really wants something, they'll come back to me. And I thought that was hilarious. And I admired it to a certain extent. And she said she never had any negative repercussions from that. That's not saying you wouldn't, but I'm telling you she didn't. So one thing I have done before, I've never done that, but one thing I have done before is kind of look through what happened the last couple of weeks, see if there's any really big sitting there. And other than that, select it all and put it in another folder called Someday Maybe. I've had a couple of Someday Maybe folders, which means someday, maybe, I'll get to it. If not, it's out of my way right now so I can focus on the things that are in front of me. So I'm not saying either of those strategies would work. I don't know. They could get you fired based on your job. I'm not sure. But what I am saying is do it your way. Uh, there may be a way that you're called to live your life, you know, that God's saying, live your life this way, do things in this way, do this, do it this way. And it might be different from those who are around you. And that's okay. So I'd say figure out how to do work and your life your way. So that's number six. Number seven is simple. Use your vacation time. So Bloomberg had a stat out that said only about 48% of us use all of their vacation every year. And if you don't need your vacation, awesome. You know, no worries, don't use it. But if you're burned out at work or you're trying to figure out how to enjoy your life more, use it. I always tell people if they come to me and say, if they're really frustrated and they're kind of in a very tense, almost flight or fight kind of state, and they talk about quitting their job, I always recommend they take a vacation day first. Like take a couple of days vacation, kind of pop the bubble on the frustration, give yourself time to really think about things so that either you can say, yep, you know, it is time for me to leave. Or you can say, I want to leave, but not now. I want to do it in a more planful way. You know, you have more choices to consider what's best for you. So if you want to enjoy something more, um, if you want to enjoy your work more, then use the vacation you have. So number seven, use your vacation. Number eight is find a spiritual practice, a therapist, and a coach or mentor. So as you all know, I'm a Christian. And my faith is really what gets me through life. It is, as one song says, it is for me. Jesus Christ is what makes life worth living. So my spiritual practices and my beliefs and my faith are kind of the foundation of my life. I also have a therapist I have to talk through things, which I realize is a privilege to have that because that's not something everyone can afford. But if you can, they are great resources to help you enjoy your life more. And I have coaches and mentors, right? So one person I pay, the other ones are free. So one of my friends who's joining me on the podcast later this year, um, who's been on here before as well, Dr. Rosalind Pitts, knows I need help because of the text messages I send her. I will send her a text message that is something like, hey girl, <laughs> I need some free, F-R-E-E -E in all caps, consulting advice. I need some free, F-R-E-E -E in all caps, coaching advice, et cetera. And I have other friends that, I do the same thing with, um, they call me as well. So, you know, I, I often say leadership isn't meant to be done alone and neither is life. Life is not meant to be done alone. So certainly, you know, build a foundation, a spiritual foundation that helps give your life meaning and gets you through life. And you want to talk about that, feel free to email or DM me. And also 
don't be afraid to ask for help. If you can afford to pay people for their assistance, awesome. If you can't, then, you know, look around you. Like, who do you have around you that are wise people, that have good ideas, that can be good sounding boards, that can give you good advice? All of those things can help you enjoy your life more because when you're in a difficult situation or just not finding a lot of joy, they can often see things you can't see, right? They can see things you can't see. They can hear things in your words and your voice that you can't hear. And they can be so, so helpful. And also in return, you can also be helpful to them as well. So number eight, find a spiritual practice, a therapist, and a coach or mentor. All of those could be really helpful. Number nine, do the hard or worst thing first. So one thing my husband always says, which I love, is that bad news doesn't get better with time, right? And so sometimes you just need to do the hard thing the thing you don't want to do first, so you can get it off your list, you can get it off your mind, get it off your plate, and breathe that it's done, sigh of relief. (laughs) Sometimes even for work things, the thing I want to do least, I do first. Because then once it's done, I can have more joy and not have the stress of something weighing on me, I can get that off my list. So number nine is do the worst and or hardest thing first. And then the last one, number 10, is invest in yourself. So it's interesting. One trend I've noticed lately, which I honestly didn't see, or at least I didn't recognize maybe 10 or 20 years ago, is people investing in themselves. Sometimes you work for an organization or a leader that either doesn't have a lot of development offerings or money to invest into development type things. And that can be a source of frustration, you know, feeling like I'm not growing, like I'm not developing, but it doesn't have to be. And this is something that you can do for yourself. You can also do it if you're retired, a stay-at-home parent, any phase of life, you can invest in yourself. Things like, you know, go to a local conference, invest in some training, find an online class. There are a ton of free ones, by the way. I was on a flight the other day and the flight I was on offered what they called like master classes on different things. So I listened to several on journaling. I listened to some on organizing your house. I listened to some on decorating. Take a class, do things that invest in you and the skills you want to build. You know, things that invest in the life you want to live. I personally love, I was thinking about example of this. I love home cooked food, but you know, unfortunately I don't love to cook which is a terrible conundrum to be in. But about a year ago, in trying to kind of bring those things together, both loving to cook, since I also love home-cooked food, I took a knife skills class. And I remember I tried to get some people to go with me. Things fell through. So I, you know, I just went by myself on a very cold and snowy morning. And I learned so much about how to use a knife, how to buy the right knife, Uh, which is actually an essential skill in the kitchen. You know, sometimes half the reason you don't want to cook is you don't want to chop. (laughs) So I learned how to do it. It actually made it kind of fun because while I was doing it, I was also practicing a skill. So investing yourself could be something work-related. It could be an interest that you have. It could be life skill related like mine was for cooking. It could be a hobby, you know, whatever it is. But I'd say don't rely on other people to invest in you because that can be a source of frustration, feeling like they're not investing enough. Instead, invest in yourself, right? And so, and there are lots of options. There's, they call them MOOCs, if you look them up, M-O-O-C. 
uh, massively open online classes. I think that's the acronym. But there are lots of classes offered online by professors from Stanford and Harvard and lots of other places to teach you about different topics. I took one on Bible history one time. Uh, most of it's video kind of based offerings. And then as everyone talks about, there's YouTube University where you can learn um, just about anything. You need to confirm you're learning the right thing, but certainly you can learn things there as well. So take the opportunity to invest in yourself and don't allow that to be a source of frustration for you in your life. So that's it. That's the top 10. I'm going to run through them in like one minute so you have them. And then I want to hear what you're going to do to enjoy that area that you picked at the beginning of the podcast to enjoy that area of your life more. So here we go. One, stop focusing on it. <laughs> stop focusing on that area of life and put your attention elsewhere. Number two, practice gratitude and gratefulness. Number three, let fill in the blank, could be your manager, off the hook. Seek God and God alone for your expectations and let everyone else off the hook. Number four, do the parts of the job or your life that you enjoy. Find those things you enjoy the most and do those at least some of the time. Number five, focus on what you're learning. Even if it's not having the impact you want it to have, you can always focus on what you're learning. Number six, do it your way. Do what you think God is calling you to do, even if it's different from what or how those around you are doing it, do it your way. Number seven, use your vacation time. Number eight, find a spiritual relationship, a therapist and coach or mentors. Number nine, do the hard thing first and now, do the hard thing first and now. And 10, invest in yourself. Don't worry about other people doing it or not doing it you know, take charge of that and invest in yourself. So that's it. That's the practical podcast. Email or DM me to let me know what you're going to do to enjoy that area of your life more. You can always find me on Instagram at Arlene underscore pace underscore green. And if you're not in my email group, definitely click join the crew in the show notes so we can email each other and talk about some of these things. I love you. I want you to live a life of meaning and of joy and be well. If you love this podcast, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. You're also invited to join my private email group where just for joining, you will receive a checklist for getting your LinkedIn profile in top shape and a link to the first chapter of my book. Click join the crew in the show notes. I also invite you to visit my website where you can shop our t-shirt collection designed to help you fulfill your purpose, love your work, and enjoy your life. I have them all, wear one almost every episode, and know you will love them. Thanks so much for joining me on this journey. Let's go. Let's go.